Welcome to Choosing Happily Ever After with Nicole Van Gelder, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools to help you have peace, joy, and confidence so you can create your own happy homes and lives, no fairy godmothers required. March is here, and this month, Pastor Nicole will be covering the topic of faith. What exactly is faith, and how can we sustain our faith in such a way that it goes far beyond just the big moments? These questions and more will be covered in this episode of Choosing Happily Ever After. I became a Christian when I was young, and I was raised in an amazing church uh, where people loved the Lord sincerely, where the Bible was valued and honored and regularly read. There were so many great things about my upbringing that I am so thankful for and about the church that I was raised in that has truly impacted my life and set me up to be able to have a relationship with the Lord in a healthy and positive way. And so I'm very blessed that faith has been a part of my journey as long as I can remember. I don't know what your story is, if it has been like that for you as well, or if you came to faith at a later time in life, or perhaps you're just kind of figuring out that journey. (laughs) Either way, you know, blessings to you as you continue the process. There's such a great thing about just being honest with yourself and with the Lord on this journey, um, and great fruit comes out of that because the Lord's so patient and faithful and, you know, and he's with us through the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing. So I think the Lord is much less intimidated about our faith journey or any cracks or uh, things that maybe aren't so pretty about it than we are because he's confident in who he is <laughs> and how things end up in the end. So don't be intimidated by a journey of faith. But I want to talk to you this month about what it looks like to be a person of faith, what that looks like in our daily lives. Because stories of faith have always fascinated me. I remember when I was fairly young in middle school, maybe junior high, and I was talking to a couple of my friends at church, and I was amazed because I think we had been talking about the passage where Jesus is saying, if you have faith, you know, this mountain will crumble into the sea. And anyway, I was talking to them because I was so amazed at the possibilities of faith. You know, and I was saying, imagine if we had faith, you know, this could happen. And and I don't know exactly all the details of that context anymore, and they don't really matter. But the point is, is that I was full of this naive and robust faith, and I was kind of had stars in my eyes about the possibilities. And these two friends of mine, who were both people that I respected and looked up to their relationships with the Lord and their faith journey, they totally laughed at me. (laughs) You know, and I think part of this was because, you know, I was probably being a little ridiculous, like this building, if we all right now just believe it would crumble, you know, and they were kind of like, well, that's you're, you're missing the point here. But I remember in that moment being startled and disheartened by the response. I remember that it took some of the joy of faith away for me that I was thinking, wait, they like they seem to have it all together in this department, but yet 
Like, what am I getting wrong here? You know, what is it? Like, this isn't really what faith is. And it, it kind of disillusioned me a little bit. And I felt a little like I was the lone voice that was willing to be extreme. <laughs> and if you know me, I probably am a little more of an all or nothing type of person. But so if I was going to be in for Jesus, I wanted to be all in. I had a Sunday school teacher, thankfully, who gave me a book. Um, it was a Billy Graham book. It was about angels, and it told accounts of people's angelic encounters. It was stories about like missionaries overseas who were faced with danger, and an angel would come, and it was somebody coming in just the right moment and offering them the help they needed, rescuing them, and then disappearing, or you know, whatever those types of exciting stories. And that fed in me this like just childlike faith that God can do anything. And not only can he do anything, but he's in the business still of doing exciting things. And it, it made me hungry for that type of thing. I had an appetite to learn more about it, to hear those stories. And I still do. I still love hearing stories like that. But what I've come to realize <laughs> is that this is one type of faith, and I call it the big moment type of faith. Like it's an ingredient. It's a part of faith. It's necessary. There's great value in it. You know, lives change forever because of big moment faith. You know, Jamie and I had the privilege of meeting a man years ago by the name of Daniel Matei, and he was Romanian. He had actually come out of Romania during the, the height of the communist regime there when things were not going well, he walked out of the country like the Lord told him go. And so he walked out and the Lord hid him from the armed guards as he's crossing the border and leaving the country. Like this is a man who has great stories of these big moments of faith. He shared a story about when he went to China I'm not going to tell you all the details, but he brought the baptism of the Holy Spirit to China. And, and what happened is that the Lord told him to go to China. He had a one-way ticket. He didn't have any more money. <laughs> he gets to China. He's there. And, and it was just the Lord directing him, go here, go here. He did not have a grand plan before he went. He didn't know how things were going to go. It was him simply going on what he was hearing the Lord say to him. And so he would go where the Lord told him to go. And he ended up at this home or this shop. And a woman came to the door and saw him. And he was the man that she had seen in her dream. This woman was a Christian and the Lord had spoken to her in a dream about this man that was coming and that he was going to release something that, you know, that she needed, that the church in China needed. <laughs> and so he was able to pray and release the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And like, it's these crazy stories. He was full of stories like this. I could go on and on because he was amazing. But people like this are amazing. Stories like this are so inspiring. And I think that we all could do with more big moment faith. Wouldn't it be awesome to fill the world even more with that kind of thing? It's so important. It changes the world. It changes lives. And it matters. And it's so inspiring and encouraging to hear stories like that. But lately, I've been thinking beyond the big moment faith or maybe not just not beyond it, not more valuable, but just a different type. <laughs> and it's the small moment faith. 
And this is the kind that is in practice in your everyday life. You know, a life of faith is made up of thousands, if not millions of small moments and only a handful of big ones. So if your faith is only sustained by the big moments, it is easy to find yourself chasing an experience instead of chasing the Lord. So you go after the experience, you go after the big moments, you go after the battles because that's when your faith feels more alive and you are chasing these things thinking that you're chasing the Lord. (laughs) But in reality, you're chasing an experience and you're not chasing God at all. You know, Abraham is the father of our faith and we remember his life for, you know, his faithfulness, certainly for what the Lord did in his life for God's faithfulness to Abraham. But we think of his life and, you know, we, we view it in a condensed version. We know that he left his father's household and that he spent his life looking for a city whose foundations were made from God, right? We know these big moments in his life. He rescued his nephew Lot after he'd been carried away after a war. We know how he became Isaac's father in old age. We know that he was willing to offer Isaac as a sacrifice when the Lord asked. Like, we remember these big moments. Certainly, he had some mistakes he made along the way as well. But the thing about Abraham is that most of his life was not big moments. Instead, it was a journey. And it was a journey in which he made mistakes, but also in which he was found faithful in the end because he stayed the course. He didn't give up. He trusted God's ways to prevail in the end, even beyond what he would see or experience. Faith is eternal. Faith, hope, and love, these three will remain. Those are eternal. So true faith is much bigger than yourself or your circumstance. It has an eternal value, and certainly that eternal value is for you, but it also impacts others because it's eternal. It's heavenly in nature. So when you have faith that you are planting through your life of faith here on earth, then you're actually bringing heaven into earth and heaven can't come to earth and not impact it. You know, you're planting a piece of heaven here and it's going to grow. So that's what faith is. And that's what the faith of Abraham was. Faith is never wasted because it has purpose beyond the current moment. In Hebrews eleven thirteen through 16, and I'm reading through the Passion Translation, But it says these heroes all died, and it has just gone through a list of heroes up through Abraham's life, actually. And after this passage, it goes on and gives more examples. So if you're not familiar, it's an amazing chapter, and I encourage you to read the entire thing. But verse 13, this is what it says. These heroes all died, still clinging to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised them. But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. They all lived their lives on earth as those who belong to another realm. For clearly those who live this way are longing for an appearing of a heavenly city. And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. But they couldn't turn back for their hearts were fixed on what was far greater. That is the heavenly realm. So because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God, for he has prepared a heavenly city for them. This chapter highlights these big moments of faith, but it really also highlights the life of faith. 
that each person in it lived because they lived in such a way that they never fully received their promise, but they were still found faithful. You know, this is a, we're going to burn the ships type of faith. I'm not going back. I have invested everything. Like I have bought in totally (laughs) to what the Lord has said, to who he is, to what he's done. And I'm trusting that what he says and what he promises and who he is, is going to be found faithful in the end. And I'm so invested in this, that the thought of going back isn't even a thought that the thought of any other kind of life isn't even a thought in my mind because I've burned the ships and I'm staying here. This passage is inspiring. The biblical accounts of our heroes of faith are exciting, yet the version of their lives are condensed. (laughs) And so I think it's important that we realize two things. The first is there are a lot more small moments in life than big, no matter who you are. (laughs) Your life is made up of a lot of days if things go well, right? A lot of days and In those days, there will certainly be big moments, big moments to treasure and to cherish, exciting moments, those moments that you remember and the story is told and it's told well beyond, you know, your own walls, your own time. There are a lot more small moments, though, than big. And the second thing is that there are no real small moments at all. You know, you're not going to make it through the big moments if you haven't lived the small ones well. You're not going to make the right choices in the big moments if you haven't made the right choices in the small moments. You're not going to be given the big opportunities if you haven't been found faithful in the small ones. But also, small moments aren't small. Your daily life matters. If you have faith, hope, or love in your daily life, then those moments that seem small actually create and change destiny. You know, the way you love your family matters. The daily sacrifice of living a godly life matters. Being kind to your neighbor, that matters. Sharing with those in need, living generously, trusting the Lord to be your provision, treating people like Jesus does, all of these things are what should be happening in the daily life of Christians. And none of these things are small. These, in fact, I would say are just as, if not more important than the big moments of faith. These are the ways that people see us and see beyond us and know who Jesus is and know that the Lord is real. So I want to encourage you today your daily life matters. You may not ever do the same type of exploits as Abraham. And thank goodness, by the way, (laughs) I do not want to live that life. You may not live a life that is as exciting as Heidi Baker or whoever your hero is. But even if you do, you will find that the substance of your life and life of faith truly is made up in the grind of life. Those normal everyday life moments. It's been so long since life has felt normal, right? But even in the midst of all the craziness of these last couple years, the bulk of our lives is made up in the quote-unquote small moments of our daily lives, right? You become a hero by living your daily life, those moments with faith, by cultivating hope, by choosing love. When you do this, you will not know the impact of your life until you see it from eternity, and it will be far more glorious than you could 
ever imagine. Join us back here again on March 21st as we continue in Pastor Nicole's Faith series. She'll cover the four ingredients for making faith applicable in your daily life. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend, family member, or someone who needs encouragement. Connect with Pastor Nicole on her website or through social media. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and her bi-monthly newsletter, which includes podcast extras, her blog, and devotionals for you and the family. All of this and more can be found in the show credits. Thanks again for choosing Happily Ever After. See you next time.